Hello and welcome to All's Fair in Lava and Floor. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ann. And we are here to tell you everything you want to know about everyone's favorite obstacle course game show, Floor is Lava. And this week we are joined by host of SciShow Tangents, Sam Schultz. Hello. Hello. I was very excited to have you on after seeing you like out of nowhere tweeting about uh, the audacity of this stupid show. Uh, like the day after Anne and I were like, we're doing it. We're going to start this podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, this is excellent. This is I mean, it's just divine intervention at that point, really. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I'm. Feel like you were going to have some really good takes here. Oh boy, that's yeah. a lot to live up to, but I'll try my best. Oh no, it's okay. You don't have to live up to anything. You're cool no matter what. Okay, thank you. So yeah, this week we got to watch episode six. Sam, you had watched all the episodes prior to this, also. I don't know why I told you that I had because I definitely hadn't. I think I felt I watched four episodes and I think I just felt like my brain was like, that's enough. I've seen everything that I need to see. So I've seen every episode. But then I realized there were 10 episodes. I thought there were like six, maybe. Yeah. So I've seen five of the episodes now. Okay. I mean, that's still plenty. You've basically seen, I mean, you've seen enough. I've got a pretty good idea of what the show is. Yeah. The lava did not take you by surprise. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. you weren't like wait what is happening <laughs> well i kind of was like that well they don't I mean, really it's not a very consistent show no i think that that is i mean a fair point enough on its own like we talked about this in a previous episode of our show mm-hmm. a bit where they clearly were just sort of flying by the seat of their pants trying to figure out what this show <laughs> was supposed to be mm-hmm. so every episode is extremely I mean, not extremely different, right? You still got people jumping on furniture trying to get across a room. But like everything outside of that core conceit is like, who knows? What is the host going to do this week? What are we? (laughs) And I've heard you talk about it, so I won't belabor the point too much. But what really like the end of the show was what from from the point that what's his name? Rutledge. Rutledge Wood. I always call him Rutger Hauer on accident. Rutledge (laughs) Wood. That would be a different show. At the beginning of the show, he's like, as you said before, you get to meet me. And it's like, okay, super. That's great. And then the end (laughs) is so disjointed when the people are like in the award thing with him. Yeah. And it just seems so weird and low energy. And that's, those are the parts that I was just like, why is there no framing device to this (laughs) at all? I mean, it it just... We got another one this week where they did go into that final room because also some episodes they don't. Mm-hmm. They just don't mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> uh, but like they just sort of cut to them and there's like a weird pause and then they the winners start like cheering and hugging each other. And I'm uh-huh. like, you've like had a shower. You're wearing clean clothes. <laughs> yeah. We know this isn't like right after. You so. obviously didn't die in that lava either. <laughs> right. That's another illusion that I think they need to keep up more. They might as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the winner is the only person who survives or the only yeah. two. Oh, God. That would be so dark, though. What are they going to like have some toasted like skeletons with them or something oh, in the winner's I have room? A whole, I have a whole proposal for my version of the show written up and toasted skeletons is part of that. Proposal. All right. No, we need to hear this. I'll talk about it at the end, maybe. All right. Sounds Dramatic good. build first. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we were in the kitchen for this episode, which mm-hmm. uh, I have belabored a little bit, is my least favorite room. Oh. Yeah. Almost exclusively based on those stools. 
I I hmm. hate everybody on every team who makes one of their teammates go on one of those stools because uh-huh. I have the luxury of being outside of the uh, narrative where I know that those things don't work. And uh, I well, just... they do work. That's the well, problem. They right. turn. They're extremely they effective. That... Yeah, it's physically impossible to jump off of them. Is you that what you mean? Literally mm-hmm. cannot jump off of them. Mm-hmm. Going onto them is a is a death sentence. And the cheese the cheese part is relatively easy. I feel like compared yeah. to other rooms too. So like in the second run, those people just got on the cheese, and that was the end of that. Hmm. Right. Even this episode. So this was our first episode with only two teams. Yeah. Yes. What happened to the third team? I know. They they must have embarrassed themselves very badly or something. It is entirely possible. I am so desperate to know if, like, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It's certainly possible considering that, um, I think it was one of the alpha beta fish almost wiped out on that first, like angled island mm-hmm. that i mean yeah. you could have just taken three people in a row and just slid them off of that thing straight into the lava and that could have been the end of it <laughs> yeah oh that would have been rough it's feasible it's not likely necessarily but it's certainly feasible that that could have happened to the 13 yeah or maybe they just got too scared they couldn't do it yeah i mean i don't know like that we've definitely had people in previous episodes of of flora's lava just like freak out at the beginning or even mm-hmm. even in uh what was it the karaoke crew steven was mm-hmm. it steven he was the australian guy yeah he was the australian guy steven was the one just like pointing and telling everybody what to do and like terrified to do oh, anything i liked steven because he seemed no. so scared and his friends knew that he was scared and too short to really probably be very good at it <laughs> and as a little short guy i really was like this would be me i couldn't make it like an eight foot jump i don't think i could jump eight feet i don't even know what that would look like right i can't believe somebody did that yeah it's really far it was extremely far like and he destroyed his shins clearly destroyed his shins because he never stood back up (laughs) i I wrote that down where i was just like "Ooh, those shins are gonna hurt that was jason (laughs) like oh no my dude i'm so sorry but yeah, I did genuinely like Steven. I thought he was great. I thought uh, he, you know, he put on a great performance, but also he was potentially the most terrified I've ever seen a person on this show. <laughs> <laughs> he was lucky to have Jason there because his friend Jason was doing a lot of good kind of screaming, cheerleading at, at other people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not necessarily always effective, but uh, no. <laughs> I, I did enjoy him. At one point, he just screams like, I'm so proud of our boy. And I'm like, yeah, that is that is a good thing to shout. Yeah, that is. I support you in that. That's sweet. But Steven had the air of somebody like in a horror movie who knows that they're going into it and going to die. He oh, knew yeah. he was going in that lava. He's like, look, I know what this show is. I get it. I know what we're, do- what we're here to do. And it's to have fun and maybe look dumb, but in a fun way. And I'm here for it. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> And... Uh, well, sorry to jump to the end of their run, but he also did kind of make it. And I thought yeah. they should have just maybe let him have that one. No, I totally put that down, too, where I was like, he clearly landed on the steps that were submerged. Yeah. <laughs> but because they were already gone, that was definitely like out of bounds at that point. If you were standing, uh, yeah. I mean, imagine if it was real lava. If it was real lava. He sure. would have been toast. I mean, well, they would have been toast just standing that close to lava, so we'll set that <laughs> right. aside. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think that the rule is if you're actually submerged in the lava, even a little bit, that you're out. Yeah. Seems like yeah. if knee, knee hits lava, that's pretty much the end of you. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like basically up to the knee is is their call. Because that has happened in a couple of other episodes where somebody looked like they 
essentially made it or at least could have gotten purchase and pulled themselves up mm-hmm. and and clearly a producer somewhere is going nope no 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 you're going in you have to go in <laughs> he was so close i know it broke my heart he did get to use the advantage of the stairs being not that far away to do like a full-on titanic death scene oh, but with lava it was beautiful <laughs> yeah it's just like i'll see you in hell it just sinks <laughs> it was so good Oh, he really got his moment, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. He I mean, did. he did better than, uh, was it Todd? Todd, Todd yeah, yeah, who went Way in first. Way better than Todd. So, uh, you know, if if anything, he can rub that in Todd's face later, because they were starting out with a very much like, oh, yeah, well, this guy's going to fall in right away for sure. And I'm like, you suck it. <laughs> Todd was a victim of the chairs, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, he mm-hmm. made it to the first stool, and then he, he lost it trying to jump to his second one. Yeah. Who can blame him? Well, even there, like, he was on the kitchen island and, like, stepped onto the stool and had one foot on the island. And he knew mm-hmm. it was going to be a spinning stool. And I was sitting here like, maybe this will be the one. Maybe this will be the person who knows now that they spin and won't go on it. And that I, I was let down. He just, he kept going. It was it was hubris. <laughs> do you think they made them impossible on purpose or they accidentally made them impossible and there's nothing they could do about it? I would guess that that was kind of accidental. I don't, mm-hmm. Like nothing else on this entire no. course is literally impossible. I mean, the pyramid in uh, the what is the that? Basement. The basement. The basement. Yeah. yeah. The pyramid in the basement is not great, but no. it is seemingly technically doable. In a way that yeah. these just absolutely aren't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like people have come closer to succeeding at the stools than succeeding at the pyramid. So I don't know. Maybe if you get the right person. It definitely seemed like in one of the other episodes, somebody tried just like going full koala and wrapping themselves around. And that did seem to work. Hmm. But it doesn't give you a good platform to launch to another stool well, or to the table. It seemed like it could have worked, but it, it ends up being that you cannot. There is no way to safely jump from one to mm-hmm. the next it like the strategy for grabbing is one thing but you will always just be kicking the stool behind you not pushing yourself forward like you'll right. be so like just the physics of it is impossible in a way that i feel like can't have been planned for by the uh yeah by the production team because mm-hmm. they've thought of so many other things and they've made so many things like really clever in a lot of ways that mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no, th- they wouldn't have done that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I didn't have a whole lot of other notes on those guys other than the fact that I wrote like Todd has twinkle toes because he, when he was first <laughs> getting off of the first uh, monkey bars, I think it was, he like just the tips of his toes make it. And he's like, I'm just going to walk on my tippy toes until I have a little bit more space. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think the way that they framed both of these teams did not do any justice to them. Right. Because they both just seemed completely insufferable when they popped up on the screen at the beginning, like the head to head thing, mm-hmm. but they were both completely charming. I thought for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other team, the alpha beta fish were uh, my requisite per episode bro team that I fall in love with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Were... Because they were wife guys in disguise. Right. That was one of the framings where they were like 
they looked like frat dudes and you didn't know that they weren't frat dudes until the reveal which i guess was kind of effective yeah mm-hmm. yeah it definitely like endeared you to them they're like we're too poor to be in frat so we made our own screw you guys and I, was yeah. like, I i i feel that <laughs> yeah i was very surprised by was it nick who says he's a game designer i forget which one mm-hmm. of them and i was like oh yeah. okay that's i mean that seems appropriate for somebody who would be like heck yeah lava level i can do that (laughs) but um but that was our first like one of the first really serious hardcore nerds i think that's been on that was adrian maybe maybe yeah yeah yeah, it was adrian i think it was adrian uh just because i wrote i always do this i write their names down based on like the order they're on in that screen and Mm -hmm. adrian's in the middle for me Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it was the middle guy he did have a triforce tattoo also i spotted that I didn't notice that. He wanted. He just wanted to go on a honeymoon with his wife. Yeah. And the, yeah, the reveal when that guy was like, "Oh, make a short film with my wife." Where up until then they were framed as just like party animals. Yeah. That's when I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, these guys are great." I, I liked the end of their little intro thing too, where uh, Nick was like, "I don't have a wife." And they go, <laughs> "We're gonna find Nick a wife." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is cute. I like this. They were really cute. Yeah. They were just all super sweet and like, oh, college roommates who still hang out and are, you know, Mm -hmm. just wanting to, you know, do some fun, small things. I was like, this is adorable. Mm -hmm. And right from the beginning, they had two people moving at once to the point where Ledge Wood made a comment about it. (laughs) What did he say? I didn't write it down like word for word, but he was like, and uh, the fish seemed to be, you know getting a move on by having two people move at once and you can interesting yeah you can kind of even see that it might confirm what we talked about on a previous episode of our show where Mm -hmm. like maybe the producers try to have them not do that because the camera like they're trying to get a camera angle with both people moving at once and like they do not really (laughs) succeed Uh uh-huh and their their run felt like it went by so fast that like when when the ending came i was like oh I was, like, legitimately surprised that it was over. Yeah, it went super mm. quick uh, to the point where they had to go second, even if, like, recording timeline they didn't, because mm-hmm. there would have been no drama no. <laughs> to have them be first and know, like, they did super good. Like, even uh, once the first person got on, it was basically, like, if uh, if either... I'm trying to think, who was the second person who finished i I think think it was adrian and christian finished i think yeah yeah i think it was christian who was second um but yeah christian was second adrian got on and then christian was like right there and just needed to make the jump and i was like if he jumps and misses they're still gonna win because they did it so much faster and i think they tried to frame it like they were not going to win but they clearly were going to win i was like the stairs are still there (laughs) <laughs> there's no way yeah, they don't I, win i think they must have been pretty close on time i'm guessing just because i noticed that christian yelled um that they were almost out of time mm-hmm. which means uh. they definitely could see some kind of clock and i'm wondering if maybe in fact they did have some information of like time to beat because otherwise i don't know why they would have been thinking about the time or aware of it at all like what would they have had to compare it to right yeah i right. suppose they don't have a a time to compare it to if that that's not there but they do know that they're supposed to do it quickly yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but so. almost out of time implies that at the very least that there's some indication or a producer who's off mic saying like, you got to hurry, you're almost out of, he's saying something. I mean, if there's not like an actual countdown, there must be some kind of information that they're being fed because I don't know why you would say that otherwise. Yeah, it's really interesting. It undermines a lot of our, uh, you know, series long yeah. suppo- suppositions so far about how that doesn't exist because <laughs> a lot of other teams don't seem to care how long they're taking. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but do you think that they make one of the people go a different direction? Um, I don't think so. Uh, okay. I don't think they make them. What I think they do is make it clear that there's stuff all over the room. And right. so yeah. they should try to check everything is yeah. probably what I think their like leading question or like leading advice is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's probably like the sort of thing they tell you when you do an escape room of like, you know, you shouldn't all be working on the same problem. They must mm-hmm. give them some kind of vague prompt like that rather than something really specific, just because we have seen people approach it differently strategically. We're like, you know, everybody's like, we all have to go a different way or one of us is going to go first and then everyone else is going to follow them part of the way. And then we diverge right. or, you know, mm-hmm. like they haven't all tackled it with the same uh, kind of plan. So I don't I don't think that they're being set up to do that. I think it's just naturally strategic, maybe. Yeah. OK. I will be fascinated to see how that works with a second season, mm-hmm. uh, having had people who have now like seen the show maybe yeah yeah <laughs> because it becomes very clear that there's a way where it's like one person goes this way to like set a trigger or whatever and then everybody else should just go the other way because it's actually the right way to go yeah mm-hmm. although god i hope that they make up completely new courses for... it seems like they'd have to I think they'd have to yeah. either yeah. that or you do something that's similar enough but then an obstacle does something you don't expect it to do <laughs> Right. Because that would right. really blow your mind if, if something you thought was going to move didn't and something that you thought was stable wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Oh, I'm just so excited. I, know... I don't think I could watch another season of the same rooms, though. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely true. I would need it to be notably different enough and potentially like the season doesn't repeat rooms right. like it does here. Because um, you watch it three times in an episode already. I mean, the kitchen, there was literally nothing different about the kitchen from the first time they did it. Oh, I was wondering about that because I didn't watch the kitchen one. And then I watched a little bit of the next one and they said that there was different stuff in the observatory. Yeah. And there's literally I'm I'm not wrong about that, right? No, it's the same. I mean, I think probably they were all of the kitchen episodes or whatever were filmed at the same time because there would would be no sensible reason to like reset the course like that. Um, you know, more than once, because it's clearly the same tank. It has to be. Um, so then I think they just split them up in the season so that it wouldn't be quite as repetitive that you could like cycle through the rooms and then cycle back so that it felt oh, a little yeah. bit a little bit fresher instead of watching the same run over and over. Sure. Yeah, that was my guess. Well, and I've watched through episode eight now. I still haven't watched the whole series because at this point I'm like, I like uh, trying to go into something a little bit fresh for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like every room that I've seen duplicates of, except for this, they changed something. Yeah. I think since there weren't any like trigger devices in this room other than the key, there wasn't really anything mechanically that they could change necessarily. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Unless they like swapped out the stools somehow for something different. I don't know. God, that would have been cool. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I have feelings or anything. (laughs) Maybe like giant rotisserie chickens. Like, in the same oh, places yeah. where they were, but, like, enormous chickens. I don't know yeah. what it would be. <laughs> I 
I don't want to skip over this one thing from the Alpha Beta Fish, though, which mm-hmm. is that uh, the fortune cookies were here and Adrian mm-hmm. literally ate one. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I was like, hey, my dude, that's set dressing. You didn't know that that was food. It might not have been food. It could have been foam. Yeah, it could have absolutely been, been foam. Yeah, I just I like super mad props to the the, you know, set design team, like whoever made that like good job making it really food because every time someone's been in there and on that table they have gone for those fortune cookies and opened them but uh-huh. this dude ate it <laughs> so and even if it is food it might have like that lava is definitely not food and yeah. it could not that lava on it i mean it was packaged yeah, it was oh, in plastic, yeah, yeah. so it's probably true. right. I forgot that. Yeah, I mean, it was very realistically a fortune cookie. It might have mm-hmm. literally just been fortune cookies they bought. Like, probably the last was, one yeah. Alluded to something with like a game in the mm-hmm. fortune. Right. So, you know, I, I thought they were like literally made for the show, but this one didn't. And so, like, maybe, maybe they're just fortune cookies. Well, he said something bought. about lava, but it sounded like he was making it up. So, yeah, yeah. They both, they both sound are like, I don't remember if two people did it or just one, but whatever it was sounded like it was fed to him. Yeah. I think it was that, uh, I think it was Steven that read the first fortune, uh, in that run. But one of those guys did, and it sounded like just a straight up normal fortune mm. from a fortune cookie that mm. I would get, you know at a restaurant here in town in my dinky town in wisconsin <laughs> and uh the alpha beta fish i think it was adrian who picked that one up mm-hmm. ate it and then like made something up like definitely was not something written on that you could hear him being like yeah uh don't fall in the lava or whatever he said like, yeah i think you said like you were a mistake and coming on this show was a mistake I something think like that, that yeah. one of them said something like that yeah <laughs> it was definitely I something forgot. about a mistake mm. oh that's amazing but yeah i just it was a, uh, it was it was uh just a moment for me of going hey my dude you did not know <laughs> you did not know that that would be food <laughs> Everybody had that friend, though, right? Like the friend yeah. in school who would be like, I- I'll eat dog food. Do you want to dare me to eat dog food? And then they would do it even if you didn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would have definitely eaten the fortune cookie. So I'm yeah. that guy. <laughs> okay. So we know that Sam is that friend. I wouldn't eat dog food, but I would have eaten that fortune cookie. Yeah. I <laughs> could tell by touch alone if it was food. Yeah. Give it a little smell before you eat it. He did not take the time to do that. I could no, I, I could give not. you that touch alone. You maybe could tell it was food, especially like fortune cookie. It's a very yeah. specific like little bit of glazed mm-hmm. uh, something feel. But I you he did not take the time. He didn't to smell hesitate. That no. <laughs> he was committed he to eating it. it. <laughs> he grabbed the piece of paper and he threw the thing in his mouth and then he, he started hungry. reading. <laughs> yeah it's true it's hard work he'd taken like two jumps yeah. and like a path across a wall with some knives on it like, and he had one yeah. more big jump to do he knew yes. he needed the extra power yeah i mean <laughs> if you don't have like some some glucose in your system how are you supposed to do that exactly <laughs> yeah it's like a power up in a video game right you gotta eat that fortune mm-hmm. cookie yeah he's a video game guy right was that him uh yeah uh, that was him yeah well there you go that's yeah. what he thought probably yeah gives you a power up yeah <laughs> Uh, this episode only had one pun that I wrote down. I don't know if anybody else had any. Uh, I didn't catch any. I, I caught, caught some, but I think I think I only wrote down one that seemed worth writing down. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
my one that I wrote down was the I love a good fortune cookie oh. that he, that Rutledge Wood said right before oh, uh, Adrian ate it. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I did. I was somewhat appreciative of uh, when Todd was on the pot rack. Mm-hmm. Um, he had one that was about the, the pans swinging back and forth and, and one of them hit him. And there was something about being knocked out by the frying pan and into the fire that I thought was actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes yeah, by real fast, so like because you're paying attention to um, to Todd's run. Honestly, like you're you're focused yeah. more on that than on than on what he's saying. I think just instinctively, uh, but I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah, that one's not too bad. Uh, and then, of course, at the end, uh, after the the run was over, he did do another like, and now they're on their way to meet me for fortune and glory. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. <laughs> We've been over this. We don't know who you are. Don't make it sound like meeting you is a prize. He knows that. He must know that, too. And they're just, I don't right. know. Somebody told him to say that. Right. I mean, it's definitely a, a, a writer's thing and not a Rutledge yeah. thing. And I need to I need to take that more I, into my heart. Uh, I hope it's not a Rutledge thing. <laughs> I doubt yeah, it. it. It can't be. I think, I think if they made him more of a character uh, and, like, you know, made a bit out of him somehow other than here's this person you don't know who he is like give us some context yeah and then i'll be psyched to meet this dude because he's some like eccentric millionaire who built this weird house (laughs) yeah or make that room look interesting somehow or have some kind of fanfare or an audience or something i don't know that room is comical how it's like here's I mean, it looks like it is the entrance hall to like a haunted house in one of <laughs> yeah. my uh, one of the towns I grew up in, in like Wisconsin, right? This room full of airbrushed marble, uh, right. foam pillars. Yeah, I think they probably spent all the money on the lava tank. To be honest, I think That's that true. was probably That's true. But you got to have the presentation. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe they should have put him in the like kind of military uniform that he was wearing in the in the fake portrait in the study, I believe, on the wall. There's a picture of him in like kind of faux military regalia with a bunch of chains and, you know, epaulets and everything. I think that maybe if he was the one presenting you with a lava lamp in that outfit, it would feel feel (laughs) more dramatic. I 100 percent would have bought in (laughs) so much more. For this show if that was the case i would have been like yes who is this weird dude and i would have been like i want to meet him that is a prize it would have been 180 to how i felt that first episode where he's like and they'll get to meet me and i was like cool oh. i don't know i looked what him means. up on wikipedia because i thought maybe he was exciting yeah but he's like a I, race car commentator or mm-hmm. something is that yeah yeah cool. but if they had put him in that weird jacket that would that literally would have mm-hmm. been enough mm-hmm. for me <laughs> mm-hmm it's been like, who is this? In a you know excited way. <laughs> it's a pretty cool lava lamp too. It is yeah, a very it is cool a dope lava, lava lamp. Yeah. I liked uh, I like their little system for like having it raise up out of that pillar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I like that it kind of is shooting up little pellets like those weird Ooh, little like water games yeah. that you played with as a kid. Yeah. yeah, I have a very specific picture in my brain of the water game that I'm thinking of. <laughs> I know what uh-huh, you mean. With yeah. the little buttons on the bottom uh-huh. and it shoots yep. the rings up. Yeah. <laughs> 90s kids remember yeah Yeah. (laughs) i felt i guarantee you if my 21 year old niece were listening to this episode she'd be like aunt amanda i have no idea what you're talking about well kids have video games now yeah they can play video games in the tub instead of uh with their little (laughs) shampoo bottle game (laughs) where you just push a button on the bottom to make some pellets go up to do (laughs) who cares yeah (laughs) anyway that's why i like this lava lamp is it reminds me of those and i 
want it really bad yeah, now. Yeah, it is really cool. Well, you could probably go to Spencer's Gift and get one. I bet. That's such a good point. They should have a license with Spencer's Gifts, like, mm-hmm. specifically. That's the exact perfect brand combo. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> I think then Rutledge would have to wear only clothes from Spencer's Gifts, which would be certainly a look, I would think. Maybe not the one they're going yeah. for. Have a Guy Fieri vibe, then. That's true. Who would be a great host for this show, actually. Again, a very good decision. Like, an intentional... Yeah went to direction decision it would have been perfect there mm-hmm. are so many options they i have hope for next season yeah I do. yeah so sam yes you teased us with your entire new plan for this show and uh-huh. i feel like now's the time to tell us because i'm so ready <laughs> oh we've hit on a few things that will complement it very nicely i think oh yeah good okay so number one yes i'm sorry rutledge but we have to get rid of Rutledge. Mm-hmm. He he did his best, but it didn't work out. And replace him with Tim Curry, who uh. plays the antagonistic ghost of an eccentric old explorer guy, who's kind of like Nord- Nigel Thornberry, crossed with Van Pelt, who's the evil uh, hunter from Jumanji. Yeah. And I think that would be good because he will say lava a lot, and he probably says lava really funny. Ooh, I bet he does. <laughs> oh. So his backstory is that when he was alive, he was a bad dude, and he stole treasure from all over the world. And one of the treasures he stole was cursed. And so that curse was that everybody in his family was doomed to end up falling in lava. Mm. So the curse got everybody else in his family, except for his great-granddaughter, who was the host, like the actual host of the show. He's kind of like a a crypt keeper like sidekick Mm -hmm. yes um and so she was exploring the old mansion she had just inherited after her parents fell in lava and left this mansion to her uh when the lava started pouring out of the floor so now she's trapped in the top of the mansion (laughs) and with she's with evil ghost tim curry and they Mm -hmm. need the contestants help and that's where the contestants come in so the cursed treasure was a treasure chest i put a lot of work into this (laughs) was a treasure chest full of doubloons just like in uh uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. So you have to collect them all for the curse to go away. So that's how there can be more than one episode because you got to get all the doubloons. Mm-hmm. So each episode, the teams are going after doubloons. Um, and while they jump around, Tim Curry is like making fun of them and the host is providing moral support and actually like doing the, the Rutledge job mm-hmm. and making jokes because I, I would assume it would be like a comedian or something. Yeah. And so this is the contentious part, I think, though. So I think the Flora's Lava part is cool, but mm-hmm. I get bored of them doing it about partway through. Sure. So I think at the beginning of the episode, they need to do like Legends of the Hidden Temple and have like a game show with physical challenges. And then only one team gets to do the lava jumping at the end. Dang. And then, okay, so I have one more. I think that also it needs to be a little bit easier to hop around. Sure. But they need to play up the escape room part of it. Because I think that's fun when they go get the keys and like make stuff come out. Yeah. But it should be like really slippery and stuff still in there. It would still be like a couple really scary jumps. But mm-hmm. a lot of it would be them splitting up on purpose to solve different puzzles and then all come together at the end to like do the last thing that they need to do to escape. I you put mm. so much work into this and I'm so <laughs> impressed. <laughs> and I also think it needs to be really spooky and when you fall in the lava your bones float up to the top and then at the end you can be at the end but you're like a ghost somehow they like superimpose you on there oh that'd be so good <laughs> i love how much narrative there would be here like this is a cross between like yeah legends of the hidden temple and like global guts mm-hmm. i'm very into and the, it. yeah there was like a there was a crypt keeper game show like a tales from the crypt saturday morning game show where the kids would run through his haunted mansion at the end and they would get like pushed into fire and the crypt keeper would be like well they're dead and you just never see them again oh my God. i think they needed to buy into that a little bit more 
I need to watch this show. It's great. It's all on YouTube. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's my evening. Thank you. <laughs> it's called The Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. That's what it's called. All right. Everybody make note. Maybe this is another option for us to keep on, on the show. Maybe Netflix can bring it back. They can reboot The Crypt Keeper show. Oh, my God. I'm so here for it. Uh, so... Sam, in uh, in our show, we do ask people for their like celebrity dream teams for uh, appearing on Floors Lava, mm-hmm. and I will uh, say can be either your version or the Netflix version. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about my version. My version's too aspirational. I, it would make me sad to even dream of it in, any more than I have. I agonized over this for days. Yeah. Um, but I think I cracked what I would do. I'm on the team, right? Is that what yes. it is? Yes. Okay. Yes, you would be on the team. So if I was on the team, I would want somebody really, really big and strong. So I would pick The Rock. And yes. then I would want somebody very tiny. So I would pick Kristen Chinowith. And The Rock <laughs> would pick us up and he would throw us to the to each thing. And then he would do it because he could obviously do it very mm-hmm, easily. And then he would just pick us up and keep throwing us to where we were supposed to be. <laughs> And that's how we would win. Would you be wearing like little like suits to like make yourselves essentially into like little yes. balls to make you more aerodynamic? Like- I think we would have on those little things that do- little dogs have on so you can pick them up from the <laughs> like back. a harness. Yeah. Uh-huh. We would but each have them harnesses into, like, purses. On. Yeah. yeah. He would have the little harnesses on and he would just whoop, hoop us over to where we we're supposed to go. He might be able to throw us all the way to the end in one go. I'm not really sure how strong he is. He's pretty strong. He is yeah. pretty strong, yeah. I mean, you know, from all of his uh, his wrestling days, he had to do a lot of picking up and throwing of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Much, much larger people yeah, than Krista Chenoweth. She's tiny. <laughs> yeah. She's like comically tiny. You have to be really careful, I think, with her. But yeah, she looks a little fragile, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, yeah, but that is an excellent strategy. I'm really, uh, I'm really impressed with that. <laughs> I decision. know I couldn't do it. I know I would fall into the lava. <laughs> you still have to land, though, right? Even if he throws you. That's yeah. true. Maybe. Mm, that's true. Maybe we'd have like a special gloves on with some traction, so we could like mm. <laughs> just yeah, make that right. part of your costume. Yeah, there's some kinks to work out for sure. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what you're doing to yeah save yourself or like get grip because you could have you know like a big rubbery kind of suit on so that you can like bounce mm-hmm. when you go or something like that or uh, yeah maybe you uh, get like some I don't know some like sticky tack that you put all over yourself so you stick to whatever you land to I feel like that's a good option too that is a great one I think I don't think that would be regulation floor is lava probably Probably not yeah I feel like having the rock chuck you across the room also (laughs) is probably not like regulation yeah what are they gonna do about it they don't have a ton of rules once we're in the room he'll start throwing us they're not gonna come stop him they're taking notes on this podcast right now, though, for season two, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, you just wait. <laughs> what they're going to put in the rules. No no being chucked by The Rock. No The Rock, maybe in general, he's banned. If that happens, I want uh, Sam to get credit for <laughs> for essentially playtesting yeah. in the credits. I want it to like ra- roll A producer his... role. That's yes, what I want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I got to say that your guys' show did make me feel way better about this show because I also assumed, like Travis, that this was all made of wood and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and that these people were destroying themselves. Yeah, so. I got very worried for a couple of episodes until one of them, like very blatantly, I saw them step on something and it squished even though it looked like it was wood. Great. Mm. That's all I need to know. Yeah. They, that even happened this episode with uh, somebody was on like that little card catalog 
uh, yeah, off to the yeah. side. Shelves, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, went to step on it. And they were like, don't step on the edge of that. It won't help. And it was somebody from Alpha Beta Fish, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Destroying uh, the illusion. I, well, you know what? Uh, that is an illusion I'm happy to have it, yeah. destroyed. You gotta, so I don't yeah. think people are killing themselves. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> yeah. point out which parts are unstable that you can't put weight on for sure. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. I was like, no, 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 please. I thank you for leaving those things in because yeah. I was going to start not trusting you and uh, maybe starting like a, a change.org petition. Yeah. Like, <laughs> save the lives of people on floors. Yeah, like, they are going into real people, lava. They, they have actually they perished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it would have been uh, a quite an uproar from this specific podcast this show would have stopped being like oh this is so lovely and sweet and like all these people are so smart and nice and well maybe not smart but they're they're doing this in a fun way and it would have just been we need to come for these people their teeth none of them leave that that building with teeth oh my gosh i haven't had anything to add to my face plant counter in a in a grip now that there was a chin yeah there was a there was definitely a chin hit yeah yeah um, from, oh, I think I wrote down who it was, that. and now I don't remember. Oh, I think it was uh, Nick. Uh, it was Nick. Oh, yep. When he went, he in. he jumped off of the pot rack at like the wrong yeah. point in his swing, and oh, he wound yeah. up just his face, hit, like his chin, just hit the edge of the oh. island, um, yeah. fairly hard. I imagine even with foam, that was probably an yeah. uncomfortable sensation. I would imagine just yeah. what it does to your head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd rather hit the foam than not, but still probably hurt. Yeah, there are enough things here where I'm like, no, people aren't not getting hurt. Right. They're just not dying. Yeah, Shin they're probably they're feeling it. Hurt yeah. yeah. I'm never going to forget uh, one of the ones from a previous episode where I saw like a support beam hanging out and like a person's oh, yeah. whole gut was like right next to it. But it was enough for me to go, oh, no, <laughs> I absolutely panicked. <laughs> well, uh, Sam, it's been a wonderful uh, time having you on the show. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug and, and where can people find you? I would love to plug my podcast, SciShow Tangents, which is a spinoff of the SciShow YouTube series, which is a Hank Green thing. And he's also on this podcast and Sarah Riley and Stefan Chin. And we get together every week and we talk about wacky science stuff and kind of it's like a game show, just like Four is Lava. So <laughs> it's. It is genuinely one of my favorite podcasts. It, and you I listen to it as soon as it comes out every week. But yeah, I love doing it, and I'm very happy that you like it. That yeah. is good to hear. So you can find it on iTunes, SciShow Tangents, or anywhere yeah. you listen to podcasts. Great. Well, then, uh, thank you to Dr. Popular for the use of his track Lava as our theme song. He has more music on Bandcamp, and you can find it in the description below. Thank you so much for listening, and remember... All's fair in lava and war. <laughs> stupid. This is a stupid show. <laughs> 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 <laughs>